thing to you, my God, that may you take reign over our hearts, O God. Whatever we have done, God, it has not proven itself, O Lord. But we know that with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible in our lives, O God. So we have done it with our own strength, my God. We have done it with our own ingenuity, but God Almighty, you have seen it through, O Lord. You have seen us through, my Lord. So we pray this morning, O God, that nothing else, Lord, we have come to a place, O Lord, that we surrender to you, O Lord. We say, take hold, my God. Take hold of every situation. Take captive of every situation. Father, in the name of Jesus, O God, we pray this morning, O God, that your children, we have come here and we are not living the same, O God, that nothing else, my God Almighty, can take place of you. Father, may you continue to reign over our hearts, O Lord. Father, God Almighty, we commit this time into your holy hands. Lord Jesus, use me as a vessel, God Almighty, and let your will be done this morning, O Lord. We pray, God Almighty, that every word that is about to be shared, my God, Father, may it be found on a fertile soil, O Lord, that it will germinate, O God, that it will transform lives, O Lord, that it will not be mere words, my God Almighty, but it will be words that inspire, O Lord, that encourage your people, my God, that they will know the God that they serve is a living God. He's a trustworthy God. He reigns supreme, O Lord. You are almighty God almighty. We thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen, Shepherd House. Amen. We bless God for this day. Amen, 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 amen. It looks like we are all kind of quiet and cool. I think it's the weather. I think it's the weather, but it's all good. Amen. I want you to just stand up and shake it off some. Just shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Oh, oh, come on with me. Let's shake it off, separate house. Let's shake it off the code. Amen. <laughs> Let's shake off the code. Amen. 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 While you are doing that, ask your neighbor, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Amen. How you doing? Amen. 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 Before I start, um, I just want to acknowledge our pastors. Um, Pastor Kwame is in uh, Lynchburg this morning, uh, serving with, you know, our um, Lynchburg branch. Amen. So we, we salute him. Amen. And also we want to acknowledge our resident pastor, Pastor Fola, and his entire family. God bless you. God continue to anoint you, man of God, and God continue to give you more grace in Jesus' name. Amen. And I also want to acknowledge all of our leaders, all of our elders in the house. God bless you. May you continue to serve him diligently, and may he honor you in everything that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I also want to give a special shout-out to all the people watching us online. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. We don't want to forget about them. Amen. And then by all means, I want to acknowledge every one of you who are in our midst this morning. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, smile small. Smile small. Amen. It's going to be all right. Amen. God is with us. Amen. Oh, God is with us. Amen. Whatever has been this year, God is with us. Amen. So far, so good. Right? Amen. So I have a question I want you to ask your neighbor. What is our theme for this year? What is our theme for this year? 
What did your neighbor say? Obtain a good testimony. Amen. So I want you to turn back to your neighbor and say, you will obtain a good testimony this year. You will obtain a good testimony this year. Oh, say like you mean it. You will obtain a good testimony this year. Okay, turning around and said, I will obtain a good testimony this year. Say it like you mean it, Shepherd House. Amen. Amen. So we thank God so much for this theme. And it is our prayer that by the end of the year, we will indeed have a good testimony to share. Amen. I mean, we don't even have to wait all the way to the end of the year, but we will have it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, our topic is the heritage of God. Amen. The heritage of God. So share with your neighbor the heritage of God. And I have given it a subtitle called, We Are the Eleventh Hour Inheritors. The Eleventh Hour Inheritors. Don't worry, we will explain ourselves. And then my main text is coming from Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, and also Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 to 14. Amen. So heritage. When we say heritage, what do we mean by heritage? Um, so I looked it up, and it, it says that something that is handed down from the past, such as a tradition, for example, a national heritage of honor, pride, and courage, Okay, okay, that's good. Um, another definition is something that comes or belongs to one by way of birth, right? For example, an inherited house or an inherited land, right? Something that um, a parent gives to, you know, their children over uh, just because, you know, they are their child, amen? And then it is something that is reserved for somebody, amen? It's something that is reserved for someone, Amen. So now let's talk about the heritage of God. Amen. So I want us to go to Exodus chapter 19. Uh, and the main verse is 5, but I'm going to be reading from uh, verse 3 to 6. Amen. And so this is uh, Moses in the Mount Sinai. Um, and God is revealing himself. He is sharing with him. So let's just read um, Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 to 6. And it says, Then Moses went up to God. And the Lord God called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Amen. And this is the verse 5. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant... Then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. You will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, verse 6, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Amen. Let me say that again. Verse 5 says, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. We know that our God is almighty. He is the maker of the whole universe. And here he is. He is choosing the Israelites. And he is telling them that you will be my treasured possession. 
just imagine that you have a whole, you know, you have a whole um, community, you have everybody in it, but God says, you particularly. And so you put yourself there and you said, you, God has called you that you will be my treasured possession. Amen. So I don't know about you, as I said, it's cold outside, but that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It makes me feel warm and cozy, right? I mean, it's just like when you go home and, you know, you put on your warm blankets because it's cold outside. So it's something that is comforting. It's something that, you know, it, it, it encourages. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, it makes me feel warm and cozy. It makes me feel warm and cozy. By force, you tell your neighbor. Amen. Now, more than uh, feeling warm and cozy, it is uh, um, it's an assurance that God has for us that we are his. Amen. We are his. That's an assurance he has for us, that we are his. We are his possession. We are his inheritance. Amen. So I have a question for us today. Today I have a lot of questions. Amen. Um, how can an inheritance be passed on to a next person? How can you um, pass on inheritance to somebody? For example, how can a father pass on their in, in, uh, property to their son? You have to what? Okay, okay, okay. You have to will it to them. Amen. Thank you. Actually, Ella has said the, the right answer right away. Yeah, so it's through a will, right? So in our natural world, um, we, 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 um, we transfer possession through a will. Amen. And so I looked up, you know, what a will is. Amen. And then a will is um, a legal declaration of a person's wishes regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. Amen. So my question here is, what is the key to a will? What is the key to a will? You can ask your neighbor if you don't know the answer. What is the key to a will? Oh, you can ask your neighbor. What is the key to a will? What is critical to a will? Like, how can a will take effect? How can a will take effect? Say that again. Death, right? Somebody has to die. Amen. Somebody has to die, but... Okay, very good, very good. So in the natural sense, somebody has to die. But with, with the will that we have in God, the inheritance that we have in God, you know, when we come to accept our Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ, immediately, immediately that inheritance that he has for us, it takes effect. Amen. In other words, you, you, you don't have to wait. Amen. You don't have to wait. But so the, the critical thing about a will is really like if for it to take effect, somebody, you know, has to pass on, right? And then it is actually very important document that you ever write in your life. The reason being is in case you don't write a will and you move on, you pass on, you know, the state is going to declare where your properties go, whom, you know, it goes to, Right? And I guess you will not have any say in it. So in a way that you definitely want to know who is getting my possession and so on. So you have to make a will. You have to declare where it's going. Amen. So, so in a way, um, a will is so critical for, for people to have it. Amen. 
So in, in the contrary to God's inheritance for us, his inheritance for us can be experienced immediately as I mentioned. Amen. So what is the inheritance that we have in Jesus Christ? We are saying that if we accept him as our Lord and personal Savior, we possess an inheritance. So what is this inheritance that we have in him? Amen. This morning we are praying. And this whole time we have been fasting and praying. We are breaking bondages, any oppression, any depression. So we know that in God we have liberty, right? He gives us liberty. That is one inheritance that we can possess in him. He gives us victory. He gives us victory throughout the storm, throughout the situation. Whatever we are battling, whatever we are fighting, he gives us victory. He gives us peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. He gives us joy. Joy. Joy is, the, is not just happiness that comes and goes, but joy remains. Even when, you know, things may not look right, even when things do not look up, joy remains. Joy remains with us because we have him. Amen. He gives us his love. God's unconditional love. He gives us his blessings. I mean, what kind of blessings are we looking for in Jesus Christ? He gives it all to us. He gives us a, an overflowing of hope. Romans, 15, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. He gives us an overflowing hope. He strengthens us wherever we may feel weak, wherever we may feel down. Our God is our strength. He is our strength. And he gives us his wisdom. Whatever is the situation that you may be going through, he gives you the knowledge and understanding to maneuver through it. So we don't have to depend on our own strength. We don't have to depend on ourselves. We can rely on him. And then he has a plan for us. And that is very important in our life. You can't just be going through life without any goals. We can't just be going through life without any, any, any things that we have planned. God has a plan for us. Amen. So these are some of the um, inheritance that we have in God through Jesus Christ. So I wanted to broaden this um, message about inheritance. So if you can go with me to Genesis chapter 25, verse 29 to 34. Genesis 25, 29 to 34. And here we are talking about Jacob and Esau. We know the story about Jacob and Esau. And so you realize how important an inheritance is. Amen. So I'll read Genesis chapter 25, verse 29 to 34. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. Verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Jacob said, Sell me your birth right now. So I'm thinking to myself, Esau, your brother has come back from the field. He is tired. Just give him a small bowl of stew now. And he says to give him his birthright instead. Anyway, uh, so Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is the birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Now, what do we think about that? 
your birthright. The significance of this birthright that Esau just gave away just like that. Back in those days, a birthright is something so um, important, is so um, significant, I would say. Because, you know, when a, a father passes on, the firstborn is the one who takes the leadership. He's the one that takes the authority of the household. So in essence, he stands in as the leader of that family. So just in a split second, Esau, because of a little common food, he gave that away. Amen. And not only that, that birthright gives him a double portion of the blessing of, you know, his parents' uh, blessings upon their life. So a double portion meaning whatever the siblings, the other siblings will get, he gets a double portion of that. And so we know the story of how he immediately just gave it up. So today I want you to tell your neighbor that do not exchange your birthright for food. Amen. Do not exchange your birthright for food. Amen. So it's very important because now we are fasting, so you won't have a chance to give away your, your birthright anyway because you are not eating, right? So imagine how Esau must be eager, right? He has given away his birthright. He now has to be looking forward to his father's blessings over, over his life, over their lives, right? And so because we know that um, his father Isaac is nearing, um, you know, he's an, at an old age. So when we go to Genesis chapter 27, verse 18 to 40. Genesis chapter 27, verse 18 to 40. And I know this is a long scripture, but bear with me. I just want to show, you know, the significance of an inheritance. So as we know the story, so um, as I mentioned, Isaac is nearing, you know, an old age. He's at an old age, and he's getting ready to pass on. So he calls his son, his firstborn Esau, and he's telling him to go and make me a delicious food, a delicious food, and come, and then I will bless you before I pass on so that his soul will be happy and, and, and he will bless you. Amen. So immediately, his, um, Isaac's wife, Rebecca, heard this. And so what she did was she went and told her favorite son, uh, Jacob, to go and do these things that his father was, you know, um, commanding Esau, his older brother. So he tell, she tells um, Jacob to go and kill, you know, animal and put the animal skin on his, you know, um, on himself because, you know, Esau is a hairy person, right? So he wants to imitate what um, Esau is, right? And then also um, he wants to make sure that he goes and kills an animal so that her, um, Rebecca herself will cook the food and give it to um, their father, Isaac. Amen. So we pick up on um, Genesis 27, verse 18. And it says, so he went in to his father and said, my father, and he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you found it so quickly, my son? He answered, because the Lord, your God, granted me success. I, Jacob, Jacob. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. 
So Jacob went near to his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy, like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Amen. Now, I know we are fasting and praying, right? So we know the, 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 um, the term that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Amen. So women, today, after we break our fast, I want you to cook a delicious meal for your husband. Amen. Delicious. Maybe not too delicious because of the fasting. Just slightly delicious so that he can bless you. Amen. So that's what's going on here is he's getting ready to bless his children, but before he does, he needs a delicious meal, a delicious meal. So verse 26, it says, Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you. Verse 29. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Amen. Now, this is some serious blessings. Tell your neighbor that this is some serious blessings. Because we look at verse 28 again, and it says, May God give you the dew of heaven. Dew of heaven is life-giving. So he's blessing him with life. He says, the, 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 May you get the fatness of the earth. So not only riches, financial riches, financial blessings, but may the crops that you grow, may they have plenty. May you have plenty. May it overflow. And, and the biggest one is that may people serve you. May nations bow down to you. This is, this is serious. Amen. He says, may your brothers, may your brothers and your mother's sons bow down to you. So you see here that he's the younger one and he's actually getting the blessings that his bigger brother should have been receiving. And he says that may whoever curse you be cursed, and may whoever bless you be blessed. So to, to Jacob, you better bless him because you yourself, you're going you're gonna to receive blessing. Amen. So now here it is. Esau is left with what is remaining. Verse 30, it says, As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, 
I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has created me these two things. Sorry, he has cheated me these two things. These two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you and all his brothers I have given to him for servants. And with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Verse 39. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Amen. Now, I don't know which one is, 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 is worse about this. The fact that um, Isaac was even repeating the blessing that he has already given to his younger brother, Jacob, right? Or the, 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 will you call it, you know, the curses that he is saying now, that he was actually going to stay away from the, the dew of heaven. He's going to stay away from the fatness of the earth. In fact, you will say, Tofiakwa. <laughs> because this is not what he was hoping for. This is scraps. This is leftovers. So you can imagine the kind of anger he has for his brother now. So this is inheritance. Isaac is speaking forth his inheritance to his children. Amen. So now I told you that our subtitle here is the 11th hour inheritance. The 11th hour inheritance. So remember Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. It says, now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession, although the earth is mine. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 to 14. This is the, the inheritance that we have in God. But I want to show you something here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 to 14. Remember, we are the 11th hour inheritors. Ephesians chapter 1, 11 to 14 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, 
you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. To the praise of his glory. Amen. And then again, Romans chapter 11, verse 17. Romans 11, verse 17. Paul says, If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root. Grafted here means when you are inserting a twig or a branch into a tree. So, uh, let me not jump ahead of myself. So, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. Let's read. Ephesians 3, 4 to 6 says, In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying here is that Romans 11, 17, and also Ephesians 3, 4 to 6, you know, the Jews, they were the ones that Exodus chapter 19 Verse 5 was promised unto them. That was their inheritance. But because the Jews had rejected Jesus as their Messiah, the same salvation, the same salvation that has been given to them, the same um, kingdom of God that has been offered to them, because they rejected it, it has been handed over to the Gentiles. And you and I, you and I, we are part of the Gentiles. So we have been offered the same blessings. We have been offered the same inheritance that through Jesus Christ, as long as we accept him with our hearts and believe him with all faith, we too, we will possess this blessing. We will possess this inheritance that God has for the Israelites, as I, I mentioned before. So we are the 11th hour inheritance. I want to share about um, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Matthew chapter 20, verse 1 to 16. But I'm only going to read verse 6. Matthew chapter 20, verse 6. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Now, we all know about this parable. This is a parable about a master who has a vineyard and he has, you know, um, a supervisor, I would say, that is in charge of bringing workers in to work on the vineyard. And what he's promised them is that as long as you come and work for me, I will pay you one day's denarius, right? And so you have people that he goes out, um, every three hours he goes out and he brings workers in to come and work in this vineyard. And so at um, 9 a.m., he goes out, he brings people in, he, they come and work, and then the same thing, three hours later again, he goes out, 12 p.m., they, uh, they come in and they work. And then again, at 3 p.m., he brings people in to come and work. Amen. And then before the day is about to end, the day will end at around 6 p.m., 
at the 11th hour, he goes out. And that's what uh, verse 6 says. About 5 in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long? So he also brings them in. Amen. And then by the end of this all, as we know about this parable, you know, he starts to pay them. He's an honest man, so he starts to pay them. But he starts to pay them from the last worker all the way to the first worker. And then the people that started working, they saw how he's giving the, press, uh, the workers who came and worked only one hour, one denarius. So they are happy at this moment because they are thinking, wow, if this person only worked one hour and he's getting one denarius, a whole day's pay, then by all means, I'm going to be getting about 12, you know, 12 denarius, right? But it comes to them, and then finally, they also receive one denarius also. And what we are learning here is that the same thing that I'm sharing, that the Jews who had rejected this, right, that we who are the 11th hour workers, we have come in at the last minute, and God is actually giving us the same promises. He's paying us the same way as he has offered to the people that he started out with. Amen. And so it doesn't matter how long it has taken. It doesn't matter how much you, are, you have been going through. And I mean, you can be somebody that has been toiling and doing things, but you can say that God, in his new time, in God's due time, he will make everything possible. So at the same token... We know that this is, is, is talking about the kingdom of God. And we realize that, you know, we serve a God who is the 11th hour miracle worker. Amen. So last year, um, I did experience um, my testimony. Amen. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember um, around July when I was sharing the word of God here. I told um, how I was in an expectation of God. And I was actually looking for a job. Um, so I had been interviewing and everything. So when we came to um, uh, the month of November, um, I had, you know, I had been interviewing and things like that, and I hadn't gotten it so far. But finally, in the month of November, um, I declared it that this is my 11th month, my 11th um, uh, um, miracle hour of the month, of the year. Amen. And so I realized that God is going to come through for me. Amen. And then so uh, finally I interviewed and, you know, just within an hour, I'm telling you, um, I would get so many um, interviews and they would just keep calling me. I mean, I will, I will have to wait and things like that. And then just within one hour, this particular job says, we have hired you. Amen. We have hired you. Amen. So I'm, it is my prayer that this year, as we have declared it, a year to obtain a good testimony, that we don't even have to wait to the 11th hour, that the God that we serve, because we are in the 11th hour inheritance, we will receive our blessings, amen. He will, we will receive our blessings, amen. So I want us to um, just make sure that we continue to stay in Christ. Jesus is our focus. He is our provider, amen. He is our life. We need to build our life around him. Everything that we do, we need to surround it around him. So I would say that do not be like Esau, who traded away his inheritance just for food. But we need to take authority of our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Can we be upstanding? Amen. Let's possess the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. Let's possess the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus, that we would hold on. We will hold on to him. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Let's commit ourselves that even as the word has come forth, that nothing will delay in our lives, that everything that we are hoping for in Christ Jesus, that he will make it come forward. He will make it rain in our lives, that no matter how long it may take, no matter how long it may take, that God, our provider, the God who is the 11th hour miracle worker, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's, let's pray and, and, and say something to God this morning. Say something to God this morning. Let's engage the word of God in our lives. Let's engage his powers. Let's engage God, the miracle worker in our lives. The one who gives us salvation. The one who gives us the kingdom of God. The one that we don't have to wait but he will give us peace. He will give us victory. He will give us joy. He will give us his will in Jesus' name. Our God Almighty, we bless your mighty name. Father, we exalt thy name. Father, we give you glory, O Lord. Father, we say glory, hallelujah. We say glory, hallelujah, mighty one. Father, may your will be done in Jesus' name. Father, may your will be done in Jesus' name, O Lord. Father, everything, God Almighty, that we are looking forward to this year, my God, because you are our provider. Father, because you say it and it comes to pass. Father, God Almighty, may you do it in Jesus' name. Father, may you do it, O Lord, as you have said in the name of Jesus. Father, God Almighty, no weapon that is formed against us shall function, O Lord. Any altar, O God, that is manipulating against us, O God, this morning, O Lord, we cast it out by your blood in the name of Jesus. Father, we repent on you. Father, we depend on you, O Lord, that everything that we are doing, my God, Father, you will make a way. Lord, you will make a way. Oh, Jesus, you will make a way for us, O God. Hallelujah unto your name. Holy one, we bless on you. Father, we wait on you, O Lord. Father, we depend on you, mighty one. Father, we depend on you in the name of Jesus. Have your way, God Almighty. We take authority in our inheritance. Father, we take authority in our inheritance in you. Our assurance in you, O God. Our assurance in you, O Lord. Father, that you would deliver us. Lord, you would deliver us, O God. You would deliver us mightily in the name of Jesus, O God. Father, that nothing, God Almighty, will stand in the way. Nothing will stand in the way of our salvation in you. Father, nothing will stand in the way, God Almighty, of our goodness in you, O God. Father God, we've come to you this morning, O Lord. God, as wretched as we are, mighty one, we know, God Almighty, that you redeem us. Father, we know that you will save us, O God. Father, we know, God Almighty, that you watch over your children, O Lord. We bless your name, O God. Father, may everything that has shared here, my Lord, may it transform your life.